the Blaze Radio Network. On demand. Glenn Beck. The Blaze Radio Network. Mr. Bill O'Reilly from BillOReilly.com. How are you, sir? I'm the same, Beck, which is tragic for everyone. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, you are funny. Um, uh, Bill, your thoughts on that last story? All right. Um, I was a former high school teacher, as you know, and I taught elective called Contemporary Problems, which dealt with uh, the issues of the day in the early 1970s. Um, so I'm, I'm pretty well versed about kids and, and what they do and, and how they do it and how they get swept up in all kinds of mania and peer pressure. So my solution to all of this is, look, if you want to have a demonstration or a protest against something, you should be able to if you're a student, but it, it has to be done after school, not during school hours. You can't, imp- you can't impose on the school day and uh, force people to make a decision about whether they should protest or not, because it's just wrong to put kids in that position. So you can do it after school, and you petition it. You go to the principal and you say, look, we'd like to have this kind of a discussion in the gymnasium or wherever, and, you know, hopefully a reasonable administration will, will respect that. So that's how you do it. You don't uh, get into involved with this uh, trendy and uh, um, spur of the moment stuff. Well, uh, but the most important story, and I don't know whether you covered this or not, because I am trying to keep up with you. But you, you've got so many things going on <laughs> I know, I know, uh, I know. on the program. I know. You might have, but we uncovered on BillOReilly.com, which is rapidly uh, turning into an investigative agency. Good for you. That there was a far left group behind this protest. Of these kids, do you know that? Yeah, well, we, we do, but yes, okay. most people don't. The group is called Empower, E M P O W E R. Okay, didn't and, know this part of it. Good. All right, go ahead. Oh, you didn't know this? No, this is new. This oh, is new to me. Go back, ahead. Back, back, <laughs> no, 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 it's it's good. Go ahead. Go this ahead. group, this group was behind the student walkout, and not only were they behind it, but in certain areas they made signs. Um, they made sure that far left faculty members were put, posting stuff on social media. It was organized by Empower. Who's Empower, Beck? Empower is a, is an offshoot of a group called the Women's March Movement. Yeah, that 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 there we had. I didn't have the loop of Empower. This okay. is a, this is a this is truly amazing, Bill. That it is. no it one is covering this by any Anyone. national news service. Bill, do you remember? None. Do you remember how this is astroturf? This tea party, it's astroturf. These were people in their kitchens, you know, making little signs with sprinkles uh, on them with their kids, and we were called astroturf. And it was everybody knew what astroturf meant because they covered it so much at the beginning of the tea party not a word about this and in santa barbara uh, a hotbed of women's movement uh women's march movement they actually had professionally printed signs the kids were carrying decrying white supremacy um so your listeners and every American citizen, you got to know that this stealth, sneaky propaganda 
has now reached a national crisis where American children are being manipulated. They have no idea who, what Empower is or what the Women's March movement is. They have no clue. They think it's a spontaneous uprising, and it is not. And these people are making tremendous gains. They have a tremendous amount of money, much of it from the George Soros crew, and they have the media in their pocket. And I will just point out that the Women's March movement, as we discussed last Friday, all right, is now favorable toward Louis Farrakhan, the biggest anti-Semite and anti-white person uh, going around speaking today. So this is bad, and I'm proud that my website, BillOReilly.com, with a small staff, are breaking these stories and letting people know what the truth is about their country, because you're certainly not getting it from the national press. Bill, if there was a, well, they, they barely covered the, uh, the Right for Life march, which was enormous in Washington, D.C. Yeah, they ignore it every year. Yeah, they ignore it every single year. So they don't, they, those women don't count. Those people don't count. Those children don't count. Uh, and and if, this, if there was a Right to Life march that was spontaneously happening, spontaneously happening uh, all across the country, and there was a walkout, and the signs, the buses, you know, to get the kids where they needed to go and organize everything and get the permits and get the stage and get the speakers and have all of that done, and then the signs as well were printed by churches— they would have exposed that and said this is nothing but a religious, crazy, crackpot, church-driven thing that is indoctrinating kids. Any doubt in your mind? No. And everybody knows it, though. I mean, so what we're trying to do here is this story um, about the anti-Trump movement and the anti-conservative movement, uh, which are two different things, um, is is developing quickly and what what americans are unaware of is that there is a powerful force behind all this and you said it that the nation's public schools are really in crisis because the teachers unions are as far left as you can get all right and the administrators the principal school boards are frightened to death of the women's movement they, 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 they're petrified of it. So where they couldn't win in the ballot box, they couldn't get Hillary Clinton elected and their liberal people uh, in the House and the Senate, they couldn't get them elected. They're now doing it through propaganda and intimidation, which every totalitarian regime in history has used. And then they're hoping that that wave of intimidation leads to success at the ballot box. And so it's a much bigger story than just kids walking out, waving signs saying, we don't want any more kids shot. Um, it's a much, much bigger story than that. Uh, Bill, let's talk about, you have any thoughts on the bridge collapse? No, I, I'm, you know, I'm sure they'll find out if the construction company did something. Uh, okay, so l let me ask you this question. Do you have any uh, any comments, seeing that the bridge was five days old, do you have any comments of uh, about the media talking about how this is Donald Trump and not investing in our 
in our infrastructure. Uh, you know, I mean, really. I I did something. By the way, uh, Dennis Quaid's a good guy. Tell him I said hello. Uh, I, I, I'll say to, to you him. that he's, I will. He's really a good guy and a uh, smart guy. Yeah. Um, I did a uh, commentary yesterday called um, Trump Fatigue. And I, I base it on uh, my analysis of the cable news ratings. Uh, two of the networks, Fox and CNN, are, are going down rapidly, uh, losing audience rapidly. MSNBC in prime time is gaining a little bit, but that gain is going to evaporate soon. And the reason is on both sides, the hate Trumpers and the love Trumpers, they're getting tired of this every single day. Um, the most absurd uh, comparisons, as you just said, you know, the infrastructure and it's somehow Trump is tied in. Uh, this, these women who come out, they obviously want to make money. They're in it for money. Everybody knows they want money. So do their attorneys. Um, yet the media uh, puts them up as some kind of uh, victims. And uh, you, you just, even the dimmest of us, Beck, know that it is over. It's Trump fatigue. They want him out. We've heard it all now. Whatever Mueller comes back with, half the country's not going to believe it. All right? And, and why would Mueller subpoena Trump records for his private business more than a year after he started the Russian investigation? Why wasn't that done in the first three months? You know, I mean, it's just enough already. So, so I'm not surprised they're trying to tie him into the bridge in Miami or somebody got a hurt toe in Wisconsin. It's got to be Trump's will, fault. Will, will, will you do me a favor, Bill, because you yeah. are really, truly, I think, one of the sharpest minds uh, uh, about television. I, I mean, I, I used to marvel at, you know, you'd get in the morning and the first thing you would do is you would go over uh, everybody's ratings and you track them. And uh, you were looking for what's working and what's not. Uh, right. You know, to try to kind of understand the mind of America. Uh, and and I don't do that. Um, <laughs> uh, the, America tries to understand the mind of Glenn Beck, which is weird. Um, but I would love to hear your opinion on uh, or, or your, your facts on what is really happening with cable news, because you're not hearing this anywhere. And I believe the collapse is coming. Uh, well, it's here. It's it's not coming. It's here. So tell me What's what happening it, back. And it's an excellent question um, is this. After you left, I left a few other people left the uh, field. All right. Uh, and Donald Trump was elected president. The cable news divided into we hate Trump. We love Trump. And they wiped out all their other coverage of the country and the world. Everything particularly in prime time, was geared toward either trying to get Trump out of office, the media coup that I've described, get him out, not criticize him, we want him out, or defend him at all costs. Mm -hmm. All right? So the cable news, instead of covering, I did six segments when I was doing The Factor, and maybe two of them were on politics and four of them were on other things. Uh, I'll give you an example. The guy who killed Kate Steinle is now suing the federal government, Beck. Was, did anybody cover that last night? No. Nobody. Nobody. As outrageous as it gets. Okay. 
so people could watch a little bit of the Trump stuff, but particularly for the we we didn't know whether he was going to do anything or, or he's a new president. But now he's been in there for 14 months. All right, and it's the same stuff that it was 14 months ago. So tell me what the tell me what the ratings are doing, Bill. Compare when All you right. were there to in February 2017 when I was sitting there in the factor. All right. We had more than 4 million viewers at 8 o'clock Eastern Time. Tucker Carlson, in February 2018, this year, lost about a million two of that audience, or a million two hundred thousand people who are watching Fox News at 8 o'clock are no longer watching it at 8. Not Tucker's fault, all right? It's not that he's doing a bad show. It's just that it's because this is go- all about one thing. And is this go is this is this network wide and it is showing the same kind of uh, downward trend for CNN? Yes, yeah, CNN has lost a lot of viewers. At Fox, it is network wide, with the exception of Sean Hannity. Now, Sean's show has is the strongest show on the network. And Sean is the most um, enthusiastic advocate of Donald Trump and at least provides. And this is why his show is still doing well. He provides the only balance, the only balance in a passionate way. I mean, Laura does it, too, Laura Ingram. But 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 Trump um, is really getting defended by one man on cable and it's Sean Hannity. So those people who like Trump are watching Sean. And, you know, it's necessary. Sean Hannity's show is necessary. If you didn't have it, it would be 100% avalanche, bury a president of the United States. But, again, if you, if you do it every night, if it's every night. And every show. So and people, are, people are just saying, look, I'm going to go on the Internet. I'm going to watch BillOReilly.com. Uh, I'm going to I'm listen to Glenn Beck. Okay, so, I, I just so, can't invest the time anymore. So hang on just a second. Go to CNN, because I just want to see, because I believe this is happening on both sides of the aisle. Tell me it about the, the numbers. How much have they lost at CNN? Do you know? CNN, I, I don't have the sheet in front of me. We did it yesterday on BillOReilly.com. They've lost... About 20, 25% of their audience across wow. the board. They have no traction at all. I mean, it's funny because they're giving uh, Cuomo, Chris Cuomo, a primetime yeah, show. <laughs> That'll well, his morning show didn't do any, yeah, anything. <laughs> Quick, let's move him to primetime. I talked to Larry Kudlow about uh, how hard is it to fix the economy. Here's, here's what he said. I said this before, and I'll, I'll say it again. You and I, and like-minded people, who believe in freedom and joy. I can sit down with you and fix the economy. Give me a half hour. Okay, I'll list the stuff. I mean, I've only been, I've been doing it for close to 40 years. It's not, the principles don't change. He now has his 30 minutes to fix the economy. What, is your, what are your thoughts on uh, Larry Kudlow? Uh, before I get to that, Beck, I just want to tell you, you know, every time I hear the music coming in from the break to introduce you, yeah. I want to go to the spa. I'm going to put hot rocks on your back soon. Yeah, I mean, it's just like I, I, I fire up the inside. I know, I know, I know. All right, go ahead. Okay. Larry, Larry Kudlow. Kudlow, good guy, um, smart guy, free marketeer. 
Um, don't think he's a big tariff guy. No, um, no. Which is interesting, isn't it? Yes. Uh, because I've said from the jump, this whole tariff thing is smoke and mirrors. Well, he, uh, he, he said it was quite interesting. He said he was called on the tennis court by Donald Trump. And, mm-hmm. uh, and you know, he, he thought he was going to get chewed out for what he was saying on CNBC about tariffs. And he said, let me explain. Trump said, let me explain my strategy. That's an interesting word. He said, "Within twenty minutes, I was on board." Now he's not yeah, going to because the strategy is to saber rattle and then to make yeah, that's, that's, deals and then not have the tariffs. That's, so that, that's great if that's true. That's great, and I think he's. Uh, what do you think about the people who are saying, uh, you know, well, he's a he's a former alcoholic and drug user. He's been he with twenty years ago. He was drinking and well, drugging. I mean, Look, I mean, anybody who would say that uh, has to examine their own life. Thank you. Everybody has uh, frailties and everybody does things that they're not proud of. And it seems to me that Mr. Kudlow overcame that. So why would anybody be using that to attack him? You know, when people do that, I just say, you're a bad human being. Please vanish from my presence. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Let's go to uh, Gina Haspel. Uh, The story that was going around was that she was instrumental in the waterboarding of uh, Abu. What's his name? I think it was the hairy back guy. Uh, Now ProPublica has um, retracted that admitted that their reporting was fallacious. Word of the day, fallacious, Fallacious. everyone. Uh, Um, May may I just be surprised that ProPublica. Um, which is Fidel Castro, the late Fidel Castro's favorite news operation, um, would put out this crap. I'm not. Uh, I don't know what uh, the woman did or did not do. I think that's for the Senate confirmation hearings. I think everybody should have an open mind about it. We want a good CIA director. Um, But hang on just a second. Hang on just a second. Yes. She was wildly smeared and i don't think she gets her reputation back they they even said that they had a book that talked about who was running the camp at the time and that it was a he but ProPublica just i mean for people who are really concerned about pronouns got this one wrong uh they said we just assumed that the author was trying to hide the fact that it was gina haspel that was running the camp all right but, but let's let's be honest if you and people don't know this, but number one, nobody even heard of ProPublica and this story. It's not a big story. Uh, but if you if you do follow it and you see the name ProPublica, you know immediately that this is coming from a far left position. It's, it's like not a, wait wait wait. It's but it's not about ProPublica. I mean, Rand Paul yeah. has used yeah, this. Yeah, but inf- Rand Paul, you knew was going to pull this. <laughs> Rand Paul again. This is for the people of Kentucky to decide. Rand Paul has a very, very sharp view of life, and he's not going to go along party lines. He's just not. And so, well, neither. Hang on, just as you want, neither going to derail a lot of stuff. Neither am I when it comes to torture. I don't believe in torture. Waterboarding, we do to our own troops in training. So a million times during the Iraq War. And Americans either support waterboarding or they don't. And, you know, that's what we have to go. That's why we vote. And most people, I believe, do on very, very limited occasions when life or death is in play. So anyway, I think this woman will probably be confirmed um, to be the director of the CIA. I think it's a good thing we have a woman in that position. I don't know her. I don't know much about, you know, her 
uh, background, but that's why I'm looking forward to the to the hearings. Bill, I've been uh, listening intently to your commentary today, and as, as usual, well you should. It, it's been amazingly uh, insightful, as usual. What is he kissing um, up for? But I just I want to make sure I draw attention to one yes. uh, particular thing from the interview, um, which it was a qualifier that Glenn uh, pointed out. He said you were one of the brightest minds on television matters. He, did you notice the qualification there? He said you were a very bright mind, but he said it was only really specifically on one <laughs> minor topic. What how do you is it? Feel why are you trying that? to get into his good graces? Oh, I just want to know what how he how he would react to that because it happened no, on no, national no, radio. He expanded it. He expanded Not it really. by saying O'Reilly looked at the ratings because he wanted to know what the American people found edifying, and, and it's absolutely true. That's what I did, hmm. and I, I'm, not, I'm not look. Whether I'm a great mind or not is up to the listeners uh, of your program tonight. What I try to do is bring a uh, honesty and incisiveness into the dialogue. Because, like Beck and probably you too, Stu, mm-hmm. um, you know I don't have an agenda here. I, I really don't. I just want the best for all Americans. Um, and I see tremendous corruption in our country tremendous corruption yes let, let me ask you this bill um yesterday i did a uh, story on uh how you know if you just google uh yeah. what was it people leaving the trump administration or being fired and you'll get all kinds of lists from everybody from every newspaper but n- nothing on the first page of the results will tell you who he's replacing them with and that's really kind of an important because I think everybody that he's replaced so far has been an upgrade. And I, I've never seen anything like this, this thirst for blood. I mean, poor McMaster, man. They've been saying for a year, <laughs> this is the weekend he's going to be fired. It's yeah. incredible. Well, look, there's two things in play here. Pompeo for Secretary of State is an upgrade over Rex Tillerson. All right, there's yes. no doubt in my mind. Rex was kind of frightening. Looked a little like Bella Lugosi. Okay. <laughs> all right, all right. You know why he, he couldn't have any meetings during the day? <laughs> That's Had to be at night. not true. <laughs> I was wearing this black cape. No, no, he was. No, he wasn't. <laughs> um, but he's Pompeo's an upgrade. But Trump's management style has not changed since he was running around New York building condos. You do it his way, or you're out. And anybody working for Trump has got to understand that. Now, Mattis, who I think is the best uh, administrator in the Trump uh, hierarchy, has managed to stay away and managed to do an excellent job as Secretary of Defense. But the other guys, I mean, it's Trump's way or the highway, and that's just the way the man is. Last question. Russia. What is going to happen with Russia? Because of the UK, I you know it, it's hard to predict Putin. Putin's in trouble now. All right, he's in trouble because his image is shattering around the world. It doesn't matter in Russia itself because that's a totalitarian state. If you run against Vlad, he's going to put you in jail or poison you. All right, so that that are your options. But around the world, everybody knows that Putin is Stalin light. I mean, that's who he is. And you remember when I interviewed Donald Trump 
in the Super Bowl for 2017 that weekend, I said to the president, why are you being soft on Putin? He's a killer. Do you remember that back? Mm -hmm. And then Putin demanded that I apologize or he was going to send poison to Long Island or something. Right, 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 right. Okay. Now, I saw that, and, and Trump really didn't have a, you know, his, his answer was, well, we do bad things, too, which I thought was pretty weak. Very, very weak. Um, but every, I think the, the, the good thing about this, if there isn't any, because people are dead, is that the world, there's no longer any debate about Vlad Putin. You know, uh, he's just a savage. Yeah. He's a savage. Okay. And, and everybody's got to know it. Bill, as always, thank you so much. Thanks for all the hard work at uh, BillOReilly.com. I want to thank Stu for the kind words. Very, very, my weekend, my St. Patrick's Day weekend is now complete. (laughs) You're welcome. very much. Thanks a lot, Bill. (laughs) Glenn Beck. The Blaze Radio Network.